What's your name? I'm Alexa. What are you in the mood for? River Radio. Now let's air. Don't blame me just because I'm bored or needy. I need to taste it. Just because I am quiet, I'm thinking, thinking about it. Oh, I'm helpless about the way me Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Ooh. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Well, hello and welcome to Off The Record on River Radio. I'm Jordan Dean. And I'm James Collins. James Collins, how are you feeling this fine day? I feel absolutely wonderful. I'm, I'm excited for today's episode. I'm excited to, to dive through this guy's discography. I may have given it away. It is a guy. <laughs> um, so to anyone who has guessed who it is, I'm sorry uh, to reveal so early in the show. How are you doing, Jordan D? Well, James, me asking you how you're doing was absolutely a loaded question. That's fair enough. Okay. And the reason it was a loaded question was because I know you are thriving. Wow. Right wow. Because when we had a text message this week talking about the artists that we're going to be talking about today, mm. uh, going through the discography, all of that kind of stuff, there mm-hmm. was an immediate excitement from both of us. Absolutely. And that is because this is an artist that we have been listening to pretty much all year Around. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, like for me, he's one of the most exciting up and coming artists. Um, I'd say up and coming. He's been making music for, for quite a long time, um, but has only just released his debut album. Um, so it's been very much a journey getting to this point. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to jump into it. It's probably someone that, that people haven't necessarily heard too much from uh, before. But, um, but yeah, but no, should we, um, should we jump straight in? I would love to jump straight in. Uh, we are going to be listening to the discography of Omar Apollo today. Yes, yes, yes. And kicking us off, track number one is Omar Apollo with You Got Me. Oh, baby, oh, 
You Got Me, Omar Apollo here on River Radio. James Cross, I think that's a phenomenal track to kick us off. Right. Just to give us an insight into exactly what genre, what kind of style we're going to be playing today. Yeah. Uh, Omar Apollo, uh, how old? Uh, so the guy's pretty young, actually. I'm pretty sure he's like he's like 27, I, I want to say. Um, interestingly, with, with um, You Got Me, it was actually one of the first songs I listened to of his. Um, it was released back in 2017. Um, it's a really interesting story, and we're going to dive into kind of the progression in his sound um, because, you know, throughout his whole career up until this point, you know, there's been, there's been such an amazing development and, and incredible curve in seeing sort of how he's developed his sound from, from being what in that track you can hear is quite a bedroom sound. Um, you know, he was part of that, DIY independent movement of just being, you know, creating incredible music at home, um, being inspired by so much music and, and, you know, he's part of the generation that grew up with streaming services, had the ability to, you know, you, you're not reliant on your parents' record collection to, to be inspired. Um, and, you know, had the tools and assets to be able to create anything from home, which is amazing. Um, but we're going to dive more into that, um, as we explore sort of more of his music. Um, uh, but yeah. Wiki. Come on. Omar Apollonio, Apollonio. Yep. Omar Apollonio Velasco, uh, known professionally as Omar Apollo, is an American singer and songwriter. Apollo sings in both English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. His date of birth here is 1997. The boy's 25. Wow. Oh my God. Young man. Crazy. Young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Kicked insane. Off in 2017, five yeah. years ago. Now I feel terrible about myself and very underaccomplished. Yeah. Um, cool. That's nice. The, the show. <laughs> Uh, next track we have got brake lights talk to me about this song came out in 2017 so this was Mm -hmm. one of the first songs that omar came out with yeah so um his first ep was a an ep called stereo uh that was released in 2018 um and these are kind of like singles that he was releasing before that um and it was very much just a case of um before he'd start uploading his music to spotify and to dsps um he was using soundcloud um which is just like a free audio hosting thing um, but the moment he put his tracks on to Spotify, they instantly got playlisted and, uh, he got a lot of editorial support. Uh, and I think that was how I found you got me, um, was through a Spotify, um, playlist, which is really interesting. Um, and you know, it went from sort of something on SoundCloud where like only his friends was listening to the tracks to, you know, at the time he was getting sort of like 50,000 streams or something from his first playlist, um, which was like huge numbers for, for someone who, you know, hadn't released his music on DSPs before. Um, so yeah, Break Lights is another one of those singles released before, before his first EP. Um, so yeah, we're just going to jump straight in. a little like you It's not working right now Say that we're lovers And we miss our mothers again She don't really like you Boy, I kinda like you You don't really like to me Tell them right I cool cause no one really likes me I'm getting used to that Day by Baby I don't got no brake lights My car turns off Why would you want me? 
41 million streams. Man, I don't know what you need. I'm so unbothered by you. It's a great song. It's a great lyric. And yeah, it's a deep song. Like we said, yeah, it's, he, he streams really well, um, considering. And he was actually um, a bit of a poster boy for a company called Able, which we talked about before uh, with Bruno Major. And Able basically at the time were pioneering, um, you know, supporting a lot of small, undiscovered basically bedroom, you know, people that were, were creating music themselves. Um, from a business perspective, you know, it's extremely cheap um, for a label to be able to do that because they don't have to pay up front costs for, um, for, for studio time, as we talked about before. Um, but, you know, it, it shows like pure freedom of creativity. Um, you know, if, if an artist can just sit by themselves and make whatever it is they make, they will always make something that's quite unique. And, you know, they're, they're making decisions based off their own instinct as opposed to having different opinions coming in and, and a producer creating a track like, you know, to sound similar to other tracks. Um, which is why, you know, at the beginning of this, like beginning of his career, these early tracks, 
as you mentioned before, like they're, they're quite short and it's like, there's no one telling him that it has to be three minutes long. You know, it's just, yeah. he's doing what the, he feels the song deserves, Sure, uh, which is really interesting. And you know, like I, I find his approach to, to particularly this part of his career, like super, super interesting because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great sounding stuff. You know, the bass lines for me are, are the most important thing. Um, you know, you just wouldn't have bass that present in a mix. Um, and wow, the guitar yeah. tones aren't polished that much. They're, they're quite, um, they're quite bright, but quite harsh as well in the mix. Um, but you can tell it's bedroom. You can tell that it's, you know, it's him producing it and making it. But that's why I think it's quite special about it. It's, it's, it's a really um, good point. it's super nice. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think to, um, to almost treat like this artist when I'm going to treat every song like a blank canvas. And yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does this project deserve? I guess my question is, this is someone who starts creating demos in their bedroom, mm, right? mm, like mm, a homemade mm, artist, mm. which is primarily very software heavy. Um, what do you think that transition is like going from that into a studio? You're working with a producer who's being paid. You're working with hardware. You're mm, having to kind of mm, like, mm, mm. it's a different world. That's it. Know? That's it. And, and, you know, like to, to, focusing on his sort of like earlier part of his life and, and career sort of like at this point um he is son of two uh mexican two mexican parents i was gonna <laughs> say uh, his mom and dad were from mexico uh, and they moved to uh the u.s so he's first generation um living in the u.s um his parents both had to work two jobs to be able to afford the uh to support their family wow. um and everything growing up so as a kid like he was very much kind of like left to his own devices um but always felt that he was kind of like a little bit left out out of place that type of thing um and he had like full freedom of creativity he used to dance um he did like ballet when he was younger and stuff um and you know there's a couple videos where he's kind of describing like he used to always have a sketchbook where he'd just be like drawing stuff or like writing poetry or something like he always he really liked like pat slam poetry but like not for any re particular reason and it wasn't also like anything it wasn't kind of like just doing it for the fun of it there was always a purpose as in like it was always an expression of, of a feeling or like you know it had to be some type of like amped up feeling that he felt needed to like come out as opposed to just being something that you know he just sat down and wrote a poem about nothing kind of thing. Um, and basically, yeah, he didn't get on with school, um, of course. Um, you know, it's, it's a common trait amongst a lot of, like, creative people um, where, you know, I think, you know, school is so good at boxing you and telling you what you need to do and whatever. And where it kind of, like, broke for him was the college thing. Like, he went to college for two weeks and dropped out. just wasn't for him. just wasn't into it. Um, so he moved into an attic of a house share um so it was like six of his friends there he, he couldn't go back home because he knew his parents would be really mad about the college thing and it just would have been too much pressure on him so he just moves into this attic um you know and he's working like at mcdonald's part-time and the rest of his time he's just making music up there and that was where you know he was he's made all of these um early demos um and tracks and you know it was like like ridiculously authentic you know he was making everything up there doing everything himself um, and just uploading it to Spotify and, and they were picking up on it. So, um, so yeah, it's really interesting to like, look at this, um, to look at this period. I don't think it's something that could necessarily exist now. Um, just because of the state of the industry and, and what people were, were looking for back then, you know, the idea of bedroom producers or bedroom artists was like a brand new concept back then. You know, when, when you look at like early Rex Orange County, um, obviously Omar Apollo, people like Bruno Major that we've covered before, you know, people didn't have the ability to just sit and produce at home, like pre, 
and it wasn't really like a, a popular thing to do sure, yeah. um before i would say like 2015 um and then you know because of the impact and because of well, the wave of these types of artists, was it justin vernon there's this yeah so so i mean justin vernon as we talked about on the on the bon Iver episode um you know, uh, when he did Forever Forever Ago, uh, that was using a tape recorder. It was like a Tascam yeah, yeah, four channel. Yeah. Um, now, with that, you know, at the time, it's sign of the times, he still had to go to a studio, convert those tapes to, and like build a little bit like of added elements of production and stuff. But, you know, that's DIY to its core was was just recording in on a four sure, track. Sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, with these songs, what I love about them is they're drenched in reverb, which is something where it's like, it's a, it's a poor production choice because like, it kind of like muddies everything up um, in the mix and, and it makes everything a little bit too ethereal yeah, kind of thing. Well, but It gives it a very retro Spanish feel. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's strange. You know, the nylon string acoustic guitar. Mm, mm, mm. You listen to any, I mean, you, you've, uh, you know, you've dived into the world of Spanish music already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hispanic music. Um, and I think he's taken so many elements of that, which I imagine he would have just heard parents playing. That's it. In the home, you know? Well, he, um, he's like classic, he was like classically trained. Um, and yeah, it was very much just an influence of, of his parents. You know, he would just always play, you know, uh, classic Spanish songs, um, on a nylon guitar. Um, and you know, he, he takes influence particularly from like, I, I hear Prince in a lot of his music more than his later stuff, but even like tones wise and just like even his range, his range is amazing. And he's quite a, a higher register, um, in sort of like where, where he sits with his vocals and you know from the beginning that 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 was never something that he shied away from you know it's often a, a, a the case with artists where at the beginning of their career they'll, they'll wait until you know they've got like a platform or they've got some type of you know uh they've demonstrated something before they they really branch out and show sort of like maybe higher range or you know more quirky elements of of, sure, sure. of how they want to make music um but Omar's just always been quite unapologetically him which is really nice um and it's been a theme that yeah runs through runs through everything um so yeah super cool um i absolutely adore him i think he's amazing and i hope over the course of this episode um everyone will be able to hear like that natural progression into into what we now know is his debut album which we both absolutely adore um and yeah i'm so excited to get to that point um but before we get there, we, we, we're going to start with his first EP. This is the first uh, track that we're going to play off it. It's a track called Erase. Um, and yeah, this is off his EP, Stereo. <laughs> And 
lucky Omar Apollo. Uh, what was that last line there? I feel like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel lucky? I, I feel lucky. Um, I love this. I, I, I believe love that, that James. Thomas, that's okay because Omar does um, already an evolution of sound. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's um, you know, like I said before, it's it's probably not you know, you, you can kind of pick out elements that might have been taken from different artists or different albums or different sounds. Um, but there's no like particular. It's it's quite like genreless, um, which I absolutely love, and I think you know part of that DIY independent movement of. You know, as I said before, like the 2016, 2017 thing, um, there were so many artists just just making stuff just to sound unique to them and like just make tracks that, that sound great kind of thing, which, you know, I, I, I just I think it's worth seeing stuff like this or like listening to these tracks because it fully contextualizes everything that he's making now. You know, the stuff that's like more way, way sort of bigger productions and, and, and way bigger songs, um, you know, they start from places like this. And, and it's part of a journey that you usually wouldn't see with artists. You know, when, when you think about um, some of the most incredible artists, um, you know, to have existed, um, even like Prince, for example, you know, you, you hear about the vault in uh, Paisley Park where he just has endless amounts of tape um, of every demo that he's ever made. But it's like, you're never going to hear that because... That's that's not Prince, right? Prince is polished, incredible, you know, the final product. Um, and you know, there, there's been a few examples of of artists or bands, or whatever, where where they release stuff sort of post release, but you never really, it's it's never really been something that's been explored from the beginning of someone's career. That you know, you hear like the demos, you hear the bedroom produced stuff. And you see, you 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 know you're taken along with that journey, and and for me, I think Omar Apollo was one of those first artists, and I think for that, I very much appreciate this journey, and I I love to that that's why I'm I'm loving exploring his journey today. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we're gonna jump onto one of the last tracks from Stereo. Uh, this is the last track. Uh, this is a track called Amor Mallow, uh, which means bad love. Bad love. Bad love. I literally um, just googled it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is obviously, yeah, you can really hear his um, Spanish influence here. Um, yeah. But yeah, gorgeous track. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to jump on to, to another, another, another one of his EPs. But, um, but yeah, without further ado, this is Amor Malo. Got into some bad Too much for me to trust I thought you couldn't 
Which one was it again? Malo. Malo. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Amor Malo. Hey, guys. Amor Malo. Amor Malo by Omar Apollo. Amor Malo. Yes. By Omar yes. Apollo here on River Radio. Gorgeous song. Um, gorgeous song. Perfect. Again, the influence of the nylon string kind of flamenco. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gorgeous way to, to finish off the EP as well. And I think, like, one thing that's been consistent throughout all of his all of his music um and he, he mentioned this in a beats one interview actually uh with zane lowe where he um like he wants to do a spanish album at one point um he said like he's got enough repertoire to do a spanish album but he just like he doesn't want to just do it like just put it out like it has to have some type of context or or reason for doing it um but i <laughs> i'm very excited for that uh whenever that happens um but yeah you know like super super interesting to look at this ep look back on it obviously um i keep saying this thing about journey but like in comparison to stuff that because you're you're only really familiar with with his latest album right sure yeah, and it's like I mean, in comparison to that i like, only started listening to omar this year mm, mm. and um you obviously had the the fortunate chance to see him live um i couldn't go because of a gig clash with miss eilish but talk to us talk to us how was the live show what was it like so you raised a really good point i'm new to the omar apollo game mm. um and I'd only really listened to his latest album. Mm-hmm. And so when he's playing all these old songs, I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to be stood there. Um, can I just say, I felt like the biggest fan in the room, even though I perhaps wasn't. Nice. He has a way of controlling the room. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, he he hasn't been performing for that long. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's not yeah. done that many big gigs. No, so I no. imagine like the gig that he had in London, it was uh, it was at Coco. Mm. Um would have been one of his biggest. Yeah, it's crazy. And he just owned a room. And so for me, experience-wise, phenomenal mm, out of this world. Mm, mm, um, he also knows how to tease a crowd. Mm. And he knows how to figure out what they want and then make them wait for it. Amazing. And so he's kind of like, what songs would you like me to sing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And then kind of walks off stage and then comes back on just for those exact songs. Mm, mm, so mm, I, mm. I had a thoroughly good time. Um, I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed him going into Spanish mode and just singing amazing Spanish. we haven't actually played yet have we no not yet not yet but it's coming it's coming it's absolutely coming we're doing we're, an we're omar doing tease omar. we're doing an omar <laughs> tease absolutely um but i think even just now you know i'm listening to some of these songs for the first time some mm, of these mm, kind of older mm. songs um and there's an element to it where i'm kind of like oh i get it and i really appreciate the growth yeah yeah, yeah, really, yeah for sure really appreciate sure. the progress um even the stuff where you're kind of listening to the stuff that he was making in like you said at home mm, kind mm, of homemade mm, mm, mm. in the bedroom you can still kind of hear the um, 
the heart of it now. Yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what I'm trying to say is it's not like there's a, a wild difference between first release and kind mm. of like the latest mm. album. Sure, production's gone up. Sure, like the resources that would have been a part of this process would have gone up as well. But actually, the heart's still the same. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is what I think is amazing. And, you know, if anyone has their phone handy or anything, like to look at Omar's, um, even to look at his album covers from stereo through to through to ivory um you can clearly see this like visual progression um of essentially him just becoming more comfortable with himself and stereo and these early projects we're, we're going to move on to friends now uh, which came out in 2019 was the year after um you know you immediately hear uh, a jump in production jump in um you know just quality generally um but you know, in, in regards to him feeling more comfortable in himself, you know, it's been this real progression, this 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 development of character, really, where he's gone from this introverted guy that just makes demos in in uh, on, and tracks in his attic, um, and it probably comes from a place of like insecurity or something, something that he doesn't necessarily know whether he wants to pursue it or not. Whereas now it's like, you know, he's full blown. He is Omar Apollo, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he's he's come he's very much lent into the character of, of the artist that he wants to wants to be. And um, you know, I, I think it's yeah, it's you know, I keep going back to this thing of progression, but it's amazing. Um so yeah, we're gonna jump into friends now. Um we're gonna play the the first track on the EP. Uh this is a track called Ashamed. <laughs> Bye. 
Omar Apollo with Kickback. Yeah, great song. Second song that we're playing from the EP Friends. Okay, instantly Prince. Do you know what I mean? Like, like instantly, like the guy went from bedroom produ- uh, bedroom songs to I'm screaming on these tracks. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think I think Prince elements of Prince were evident throughout the last few songs that we've played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think the last two songs you're kind of like, oh shoot, okay. Well, this is it, and it's, it's you know it's. It's a confidence thing, I think, more than anything else. You know, he has the ability to just instantly throw way more at these tracks. And and I think just, yeah, like, you know, confidence in himself. Confidence that, you know, once you start putting out music and it starts being well-received, way different story. And, like, you know, his approach to, to creating music would obviously 
you know, it, it, it would have an impact on what it is that he's making in the studio because, you know, he would, he would just want to push and see, see what people re- re- are reacting to better kind of thing. Um, anyway, next song that we're going to play is still one of, <coughs> sorry, is still one of my favorite Omar Apollo tracks of all time. It's amazing. Everyone's going to have to dance. If you're um, wearing headphones and listening to this, like push them in a little bit deeper and have a great time. Uh, close your eyes, just dance around. This is amazing. Um, this was kind of like the first. If you're time. driving, don't do any of those things. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? Um, yeah. So with uh, with this track, this for me was one of the first examples of kind of what Omar Apollo could be as like the direction that he could take with his music, and um, I absolutely adore it. This is a track called "So Good." Um, this is from UP Friends. <laughs> Running away, away Hold it to my heart, it to my chest Got me hurting my brain, my Been avoiding the pain, the pain Baby, I should go and catch my breath I've been trying to explain, explain
so good. But like, um, I absolutely adore just the energy of that track. And I think for me, yeah, this was like the biggest move that Omar had made from that album. Um, I personally didn't really listen to the album that much. Like, I, I just really liked the DIY nature of the first album and everything that it stood for and blah, blah. So like once it got to like a little bit like heavier produced, I kind of like, I don't know, I switched off a little bit, but that song was one that I just, I, I had it on repeat for so long. Um, it's such a great track. Um, and up next, we're going to play, this was just like a one-off single. Um, if I remember correctly, I felt correctly. <laughs> I feel like this was the first song that I showed you from Omar. I want to say because we were on a Dominic hike. Oh my, a Dominic hike. We were on a Dominic hike. We were though. We were on a Dominic Proverbial, hike. Proverbially, we were. We were climbing that mountain. We were climbing the Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike. Um, but yeah, we were we were listening to Dominic Fike a lot. And I was like, oh, we got the song called Hit Me Up. Uh, so this is a collaboration between Dominic Fike, Kenny Beats, and Omar Apollo. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is the first Omar Apollo track that I showed you, I think. It was. Um, it absolutely was. We haven't mentioned Kenny Beats. We haven't had the opportunity to mention Kenny Beats at all on the show. But it's a really interesting one because this album definitely changes the tra- uh, changed the trajectory of Omar's career, I feel, um, in ma- in kind of associating him with a completely different type of genre and, and, and of music. Um, Dominic Fike, his first... Um, album came from a very similar places Omar's um you know bedroom produced um the guy was in jail we're gonna have to do an episode on him I think so. uh, we're yeah. gonna have to do an episode on I mean, him I don't want to dish out too many spoilers no it's no a wild story but um but yeah essentially uh Dominic Fike was one of like his album was one of the most anticipated uh, releases in in the industry um he kind of spiraled this bidding war um for one of his first tracks and um this was one of the singles that came before the album so everyone was really excited uh kenny beats for anyone that doesn't know kenny beats uh is an amazing producer he uh streams on twitch um which is a live streaming platform um usually used for for gaming um and for kind of like four or five hour long streams uh where people could just log on and you know you'd be able to subscribe subscribe to them comment on the videos and stuff um so he started he launched a series where he would invite artists to his studio and literally within over the course of the stream they would build a song together and he would fully produce it and it was very much you know like fly on the wall type situation where like you know they weren't really reading or interacting with the comments or anything like that but you know you you saw this this process this completely authentic process there was no heavy production there was no cuts there was it was completely as it was start to finish build a song um and this was actually the one so dominic fight's manager interestingly um i don't know if i told you this dominic fight's manager um at the time dominic <clears throat> sorry dominic uh had uh, he was in like a writer's block. He just like couldn't, he was working with a bunch of different producers, a bunch of different writers, but every session he would come home and like nothing would ever get finished. Like he just wasn't into it. This was the first song that he came back. He spoke to his manager after and he was like, oh, how did the session go? He was like, we finished the song. And his wow. his manager's yeah. like mouth like dropped to the floor because he was like, wait, what? Because no one had been able to bring that out of Dominic before. Um, yet in the session with, with Kenny and Omar, uh, they were able to do that. So, um, so yeah, Really interesting song, really interesting story, um, but also it's just a uh, an absolute slap. It's a great song. Um, so yeah, this is a track called Hit Me Up. Uh, it's by Omar Apollo, Dominic Fike, and Kenny Beats. Uh, 
change my mind if you ever switch it up. Yeah. And I'll waste my time if you pursue me. I'll let you know if you ever hit me up. Pretty boy, pretty boy, not a city guy. I ain't in the middle. I don't wanna fit. Fill you up, fill you up. Put your head down by my headphones. I don't get it, but pulling up, pulling up in my car. All my friends coming down. See you won't, see you won't, Robin B. Yeah. Was the song that introduced me to this world of Omar Apollo? Right. I mean, it's such a great song, and I, like he sounds so great on that. Like it's such a such a gorgeous mix of of the three of them. You know, uh, it sounds amazing on production. Um, you know, the drums absolutely hit, um, and there's so much groove in that. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know with Dominic's fight, uh, Dominic's delivery that's so. Um, I kind of like, I, I suppose, like spoken delivery um, that that he does, where it's kind of like this this like singing rap thing, um, and then Omar coming through with his angelic vocals. I don't know they they, they just complement each other so much. Um, and I just think, yeah, such a great song um, and such a great song to introduce. You know, the legacy of Omar Apollo. Right? Absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. Here's the thing: we are diving into Apol- Apollonio next after this next song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which means we're actually not too far off from Ivory. That's crazy. Um, and, you know, like already, I, I would say like with this track, uh, this was kind of like the first track that, you know, Omar had released that was predominantly not, you know, driven just by him. Like sure. like everything up until this point has been his own work, you know, his own production, his own full direction, creative direction. Um, whereas this, you know, was kind of like the first release that was, that was very hands off um, as far as kind of, you know, public perception is anyway. Um, and it's amazing to kind of see sort of like the difference now, like like the difference in sort of trajectory and, and direction that, that the rest of his career has taken. Um, and up next, yeah, we're going to play, it was another song, uh, it was just a single um, that he released before um, Apollina came out. Um, and this is a track called Imagine You. 
Don't 
First track into Apollonia. Yeah, instantly a, a vibe switch up. Um, you know, bigger production, bigger. Um, yeah, let's let, let's let's talk about the album cover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every, everything up until this point has been very kind of like, um, how do I describe it? Safe. Yeah. Right. Like super. You know, it doesn't really it doesn't really say a lot. You know, it's, sure. it's like, it's, it's nice photography, um, very much like focus around him as opposed to being like graphic based, but you know, at the very beginning of his career, it's kind of like him and a guitar, um, him and kind of like skate clothing, stuff like that. Um, stereo was just a picture of him in a white t-shirt against sort of like with, um, with like a projection on him. Um, and friends. Yeah, Friends got a little bit, uh, you know, it was graphic based, but the singles, um, they're a little bit more experimental. It's like, uh, there's a couple of him, you know, submerged in a swimming pool and things like that, but like nothing too adventurous. And then Apollino comes out and we've got Omar submerged in kind of like this bath of, of purple. Purple, milky water. Yeah, um, playing his strap and um, there's no clothes on um, that are visible. <laughs> Not and, I can see. Yeah, and he, um, and he's dyed his hair like this, this gorgeous green colour, like bluey green, turquoise green. Um, and there's like butterflies over, like on him and his guitar and stuff. And like instantly is just a, a complete switch up with, in terms of aesthetic, in terms of, um, yeah, you, you can kind of feel like this, this shift in creative direction, even... In regards to that track, you know, it's it's way more experimental than the stuff that we've seen before. That like piano that repeats throughout throughout the whole song, um, you know, it's just like a central theme as opposed to, and then then building the song in and around that as opposed to thinking about you know chorus verse chorus verse you know structure traditional structure yeah. when, when approaching yeah. pop music. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's it's really interesting to see sort of like this this different this progression. This was like a this was the biggest album I felt uh, where like it really felt like a, a shift forward, a step forward. Um, and this for me is, is the pre ivory, you know, this is sure, the one sure. where I feel like he's really experimenting the most, um, in, in just seeing how far he can push it. And I, I think, you know, in terms of his live show from the videos that I'd seen, this was kind of the album where he really stepped out and became, you know, like just pushed his, pushed his boundaries a little bit more, um, and became a lot more comfortable, um, 
with yeah just just doing a little bit more um interestingly as well this is his first release under a major label um so everything up until this point uh, was under AWOL so um you know smaller budgets um but you know just his I, I don't know whether that contributes to to his confidence levels being signed to a major and, and just having the ability to explore you know more options and and reveal more of his personality and just have have more have the confidence to be able to do that um, you know, by this point he, he'd been releasing music for three years now. So it's very much been, you know, once again, I'm going back to the same thing of, of, of journey, you know, of, of building his confidence and, and, and working on, on how much of his personality he wants to reveal. Um, we're going to get onto to some lyrical content, uh, that he explores in, uh, on, on this album a little bit later, but, um, but yeah, we're going to jump into the next track. This is a track called Kamikaze. Um, another an amazing track. Cover me, our delay shift. Drive to Georgia, 19 hours on my vacation. I ain't never left the state, man. I've been waiting. And that pretty boy still hit me up on strange occasions. Ooh, we was kids and we was younger. I stopped to wonder. I'm not here, but I remember. Raindrop December. I've been wondering if you'd call me. Move like tsunamis. I'm with strangers in this lobby. Like I'm a cop. I ain't really know you was freaky, though. I sound like Cheerios. And you got a little Vimeo. What's the best word? You just froze. Don't you got enough material? Say you gotta go find more notes. And I told you just leave me alone. Yeah, I told you just leave me alone. Yeah, I really don't feel good, does it? I'll shove it. You don't ever say my bad. You nothing. You nothing Told me that I wasn't worth You bugging You bugging If you wasn't so selfish You love it You love it I'm still driving all alone It's automatic My eyes are tired I'm driving slow No sign of traffic I pull over Go to sleep Listen to classic Think of you and you Cause I'm an addict oh, We was kids and we was younger I stopped to wonder I'm not eating but I remember Raindrop December I've been wondering if you'd call me Move like tsunamis I'm with strangers in this lobby Like kamikaze Boy I'ma leave this state and never come back Never come back to you again. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I hope you Yeah, I really don't feel good, does it? I'll shove it. You don't ever say my bad. You nothing. You nothing. Told me that I wasn't worse. You bugging. You bugging. If you wasn't so selfish. You love it. You love it. Yeah. 
you around omar apollo featuring ruel yes it's absolutely it this is um this, it's a really interesting album this because um obviously you know 
the pandemic affected everyone. Sure. Um, blah, blah, everyone, everyone knows, et cetera, et cetera. But I think for artists, you know, um, Omar at the time was, was touring off the, off the success of Friends. Um, and, you know, it went from, he basically, he, in a couple of interviews, he described how he basically had like a bunch of music that he was working on whilst he was on tour and whilst he was, you know, on the road and whatever. Um, and then the moment everything shut down and he just had to be at home, he scrapped all of it. Um, and just wrote like what we now know as, uh, Apollon- Apollon- Apollonio, um, which, you know, is, is just, uh, it, it's a lot more introspective and you can kind of hear, um, lyrically sort of like where he's kind of like exploring and and what he's kind of going through um you know there's a lot uh there's the first mention of him having sort of love interest for um guys uh which is interesting um there's the track that we're going to play in a little bit as well called bye friend um which is him kind of coming to terms with his sexuality and, and, and understanding sort of um just processing those feelings and it's very much a thing like you know I think it's crazy to, to, to see the impact that lockdowns had on artists. Um, but you know, for someone to completely scrap everything that they've got up until that moment and then write a completely new album, you know, you're getting like the purest, most introverted version of themselves. You know what I mean? You're like, like, wow, they, yeah. you know, he's, he's confronting and like, you have nothing to distract you. Uh, and obviously that was the case for everyone during lockdown, but you know, to, to have something that's permanent that, that will exist on the internet forever now, um, as sort of like a timestamp of everything that he was kind of going through and processing and thinking about, um, during, you know, such a weird time for everyone. Um, I think it's just really interesting. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump into to another couple of tracks. This was his first collaboration uh, with Kali Uchis, um, who, who we've heard before in Daniel Caesar's yes. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, once again, another uh, Hispanic artist. Um, I remember at the time, uh, just by chance, I just saw this comment um, on one of his Instagram photos where someone was like having a go at him, saying that he was using Kali Uchis. Uh, sorry, he was using Kaliuchis's like success and career to just like make himself come across as like an amazing artist, and I I just thought it was wild. I just thought it was amazing. Like the a the audacity, imagine. But like you know, looking at everything that he's achieved up until now, you know, from all the music that we played so far, um, it, it seems like such a perfect progression to be working with artists on that level. Um, and I feel like you know, with every album. It, it's been a, such a natural progression where every album feels fresh. It feels like a step forward and, you know, he's just been exploring that and yeah, didn't, didn't appreciate that. Hey, comment on, on his Instagram. You're always going to have people that, that, that comment stuff like that. But yeah, I just thought it was wild. I thought it was, thought it was nuts. Anyway, this is a track called, uh, Hey boy, this is featuring Kelly Uchis, uh, off of Apollon, uh, Apollon. Why can't I say this? Apollonio. No, that's Apollonio. Apollonio. I say that whole thing again <laughs> one more time. This is Hey Boy featuring Caliuchis off of Apol- Apolline. Apollonio. Thank you. Hey boy. Hey boy. Say Come here and show me how you feel I wanna see if it's real 
out, you did. Always a love, sleep on the couch, you open my mouth, you did. Walking on love, stay in the town, talk out loud, we did. Yeah, we allow, we did. Blues and dirty kids, I should get your money. You speak not funny, back when we were bunk. Still that swag on honey, you can't take no fun. You know we still running, you ain't do no wrong. Can't keep up that sunny, uh, yeah. You was not important, uh, yeah. You a memory. Tryna hit the green, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't know it, uh, yeah. Drive around the block, no matter what it costs. I still like him, I still like him. I used to drive around your block without no license. Separate you and your bitch, I'm not no hyphen. I hate your bitch, though I dipped out and jumped the high fence. Talking about high friend, I'm talking about by friend. I'm not gonna sit here like I owe you, ain't no mic here. You was so quick to not dip out that light, light, yeah. You irresistible, that's why I spend my time here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you ain't not a party. Uh, yeah, you won't yeah. ever be yeah. trying to get a green. I'm addicted, I don't feel it like I'm like, yeah, tell me that I go to jail Oh boy, you should go to hell Don't go call it for my help I see you running left Run my phone, you can't tell uh, Yeah, uh, you was not a party Yeah, yeah, you remember me Trying to get it green Uh, yeah, you will let you know it Omar Apollo by Friend. Final yes. track of the uh, EP that we're going to play. Yes, was yes, that an EP? Yes. Was that an album? Uh, it's, it's like nine tracks. It's like a mini album. Uh, I don't know. But without further ado, we are going to introduce the one and only Ivory. Um, this is 100% an album. Uh, and that's the thing. Album. It's like, you know, um, if the last mini album, if like if, if that wasn't nine tracks, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's like an album. But this is 16 full tracks with interludes and stuff. This is, this is his album. And sure. it's like, you know, to put it in comparison, this is the debut, I think. And, um, you know, he's one of those artists, as we've seen in the very beginning of his career, there's no real like formula. There's no particular, you know, checking boxes, you know, debut album. Then we go on tour. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's very much like as and when it comes. And with Ivory, this is, this is very much for me kind of like, I think, I think this was the, the, it's been like the longest origin story, <laughs> but this is kind of like, for me, like the beginning of the rest of Omar Apollo's career. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's the start of, Something a, new. a brand new, a brand new correction, uh, direction. Uh, you've thrown me so bad with that high school musical. I, okay, it's fine. Uh, let's just jump straight into the title track. This is this is a song called Ivory um, from his album Ivory, and um, yeah, we'll kick it off. If you put your head on my sleeve. 
too much what starts with an album you know like that was absolutely insane you know for the first two tracks that's absolutely crazy um oh, we've and, got to talk about the evolution of sound right it's like you know like so much side production but so much more confidence and and knowledge I, it feels like he, he knows the direction he wants to go down you know it, it it's way more intentional than than the previous tracks where you know he might have just been experimenting with stuff yes he's still experimenting and yes he's still exploring but like with so much clearer of a direction um and obviously to, to talk about ivory as, as the name um, in an interview, he said he loves words that uh, that end in um, oh, vowels, vowels like ivory. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and he said it sounded great, but also um, he loved. Uh, so the, that first one that we listened to, Ivory, is only like a forty-five second song. Uh, but the idea is that his love 
uh, is as strong and will last like ivory is, is something that will last forever, um, which is a super lovely sentiment. Just such a nice way of encapsulating the... the yeah, anyway. Uh, and I, like, like, I also, I just want to quickly say, I also yeah. think there's something to be said about the evolution of sound in relation to listening experience. And so I think, you know, you think of the first few tracks. In his head, he isn't necessarily writing it for anyone other than himself That's to it. express. right. And then all of a sudden he starts to gain a bit of traction. He goes, right, well, people are listening to this through headphones. Therefore, let's try this, this, and this. I think by the time you get to Ivory, I do think there's a part of him that's kind of going, uh, this is going to be played live. Mm, what can mm, I do mm, that's mm, going to mm, stir up the room a little bit more? 100%. 100%. Which I don't know if he had to factor in when he wrote track number one yeah, yeah. back in 2017. Mm, mm, mm. So I just wonder, you know, if you were to track that progress, I just wonder what his sound will be in five years from now. Big time, man. And interesting with this album, um, when he was, had his own no interview, um, this was the first album where he'd moved to LA. So, like, he just didn't, like, he didn't know anyone in LA. Um, and he, obviously, he's, he's signed to Warner now. Um, so he's working on, like, major label level, you know, productions and writing sessions and whatever. And they said, great, we, we can get you into sessions with anyone. Um, so he was like, cool. Um, so he said like, he'd done like three, four months of writing, you know, he had a, a bunch of songs and whatever. Um, but none of it necessarily felt like him. And, and they were about to release. They were about to put stuff out. And he said, no, I'm scrapping all of it. And I'm, I'm doing another album. <laughs> and he literally scrapped every song and just went, completely back to sort of like how how he creates best um by himself and wrote the rest of the album which was amazing um one of the tracks that came from one of the first writing sessions um is this next track that we're going to play um definitely a highlight from the album for me it was definitely a changing point in in knowing sort of the direction that this album was taking it was one of the early singles um and it's a collaboration with someone else that we've covered on the show um that we're massive massive fans of this is a huge huge track this is a track called invincible featuring daniel caesar Thank you. 
since my baby spoke to me He kissed me, now I love his dopamine I tried to go to sleep with my brain on 2CP You won't believe what happened to me See you. 
Go away, Omar Apollo here on River Radio. I think that's probably, arguably, my favourite song. What a slap. What a slap. I mean, I'm so jealous of the fact that you got to see it live because it would have been such an amazing song to go, yeah, to see live. I could tell the crowd was craving it. And what's cool is, like, also, the song kind of kicks off, like, like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you know what's coming. No, but I think when you're in a room... And you hear this, you kind of go, okay, it's go away, right? It's, it's going to pop. And then it goes into the song. Pop. And it's just oh, a double clap. Start with that. Yeah. He had a different in. intro for this. So oh, no way. kind of like, oh, what song is this? And then he starts singing and the whole crowd kind of goes, well, right. they're like, he's playing our song. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, what, what I love about this album is uh, obviously, you know, we, let's, let's talk about Invincible, first of all. Um, you know, you've got this, this weird, like alternative type track where it's, it's really simplistic. Like, there's not a lot going on. It's very much just bass, drums, vocal led. Um, but it kind of has this, like, uh, like, like Radiohead element to it. Um, you know, there's this clear distinction between Omar and, and Daniel's verses as well. And I don't know. There's just, there just this, like, freedom. But within, like, a commercial structure as well. I don't know. It's, it's really strange because, like, the song... Doesn't sound particularly like anything I've heard of, other than through like people like Frank Ocean sure, or like yeah. you know artists that that are doing more sort of experimental music. Um, but it really has this pop and like commercial like aspect to it. Well, which, the vocals which I carry it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's which it. I don't know if that's the case for Omar's style. I don't know if the vocals need to carry it with Omar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's um, it's 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 uh, you know an amazing collaboration. I was so excited about the idea of the collaboration before it even happened because like we said before we're massive fans of both the artists um but yeah it's uh it was interesting to see sort of that as like you know a kind of like mid bop i don't know you've got like go away which is like in your face amazing great song makes you want to dance um but i don't know there's something about invincible that i absolutely adore um and up next we're gonna play a track uh this is probably one of the more vulnerable tracks on the album uh you know, there's few albums that I could kind of compare to, to albums like Blonde or artists like Frank Ocean who have been making, you know, proper full-length albums that explore a lot of different areas. Um, I don't think it's necessarily at that point, but there's definitely elements in this album that, that are amazing and, and I really, really enjoyed listening to it, still enjoy listening to it, um, where it feels fresh, it feels unique. Um, and, you know, with with this next track, it's a track called Petrified. Um it's very much like the vocal delivery is absolutely gorgeous and there's so much kind of like passion and just a range and dynamic and it really reveals like a different side to the album that I wasn't necessarily expecting it to go or expecting, totally, or, you totally. know, it was, it was a side of, of Omar's personality and artistry that, that he hadn't necessarily explored as much. Um, and I think it's probably one of his most vulnerable tracks. Um, but yeah, anyway, without further ado, this is a track called Petrified uh, from Ivory. Shadow came down, told me 
Big song there, by Omar. I want more of Omar's that. shouty, vocal, pushy stuff. It's gorgeous. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And, and once again, you know, um, looking back on, you know, we've come such a long way since that, that first EP on the, those first few tracks of like, you know, Drenched in Reverb. It's stuff that like, you know, it's hidden within production. It's hidden within, within the tracks. And, you know, his vocals aren't necessarily at the forefront. So now getting to this type of song where, you know, it's the... Most he's pushed his vocal, I would say. And it's like the most he's, um, he's, yeah, like the most vulnerable he's been on an album, um, which I absolutely adore. And, and, you know, I, I, it was, it was definitely a, a highlight in, in my first listen of the album. Um, and has been, you know, one of the favorite, my favorite tracks from the album, uh, to this, to this day. Um, and this next track we're going to play, um, it's actually, it's a track that he recorded in Spanish. It's called NL Olvido. Uh, and it's a track, uh, he talked about it in an interview. Um, and he said, uh, he grew up listening to a lot of, um, Juan Gabriel, um, who interestingly was, um, one of kind of like the biggest LGBTQ Latino writers at the time. Um, he doesn't necessarily, uh, talk about that, but he basically just says like, he loves this kind of like rich tenor vocal that, um, often exists in kind of like more traditional and simplistic, uh, Latino music, um, and Spanish music. And, uh, he just wanted to put one of those songs on the track, uh, one of those tracks on the, on the album, sorry. And, um, 
Yeah, it's interesting to see sort of like the comparison. There's another track uh, that we're not going to be able to play. It's quite explicit called Tamagotchi, uh, which was produced by Pharrell. That comes directly after. And it's amazing uh, in the run of the album, seeing sort of like this real stripped um, track of, of Omar singing beautifully uh, in Spanish. Um, to Sharply then, contrasted by... So then there's like heavily produced hip hop beat um and i mean we, we could probably we could probably play the beginning of tamagotchi um just to give people an example of of how it kind of goes give me give me two seconds i'll just um yeah if you so this is the beginning of tamagotchi yeah big contrast big contrast <laughs> um but anyway it's it's extremely explicit so we're not going to play it however we are going to play an el olvido uh which is yeah um one of the last tracks we're going to play from ivory jamás tuve esperanza me pegó la bala sin tu calor me acuerdo de Otras amantes Me da dolor Tú no sabes tanto que yo haría Tocarte las manitas Debajo del cielo Algo importante Quiero mostrarte Quizás no tengo el valor Arrancaste que quedaba por razones que no aceptaba cariño yo fui buen amante en el olvido quiero dejarte renuncias lo que daba amor siempre se acaba aunque tú no lo crees amor equivocada Aunque es lo que soñaba Te pido perdón Tú no sabes tanto que yo haría Tocarte las manitas Debajo del cielo Algo importante Quiero mostrarte Quizás no tengo el valor Arrancaste que quedaba por razones que no aceptaba cariño yo fui buen amante en el olvido quiero dejarte she goes straight into Tamagotchi it's straight into Tamagotchi it's amazing and like I think you know exploring exploring the themes of the albums a little, uh, of the album a little bit more um, we've got this amazing combination of, of you know as we mentioned before he's first generation American um, both of his parents grew up in, and, and lived in, in in Mexico and made the move to America and he's very much you know I think a lot of people respect him for for representing kind of like the Mexican-American um experience and and for for being someone who 
is openly confident and proud of the, of, of their heritage. Um, and, you know, to look at the album cover, um, he mentioned it was it was heavily inspired by um, the telenovela actors of the 1950s and, like, those classic photos. Um, and, you know, I, I think throughout his career, as he's been kind of, like, meeting different fans and exploring sort of different parts of the world and seeing how his music's impact in different areas, um, he's realised that, you know, his heritage is something that, that people very much like support him with and I like is is part of the reason that a, a lot of people listen to his music is because you know he's out there representing you know which is which is great and you know to to have done that and I don't know I you know to to dedicate an album or at least dedicate a part of your career to that I think is an amazing thing to do and and something that yeah is is, is amazing you know his previous sort of like his early sort of like entry into music, if you like, uh, was him singing Spanish music at a church and a mass and stuff. And, you know, it's, it, there's just this really pure, um, I don't know, this, this pure interaction between his heritage and the, the interaction between like working with people like Pharrell, for example, where like they've, they've built this incredible, you know, Latin trap song, um, that, just ha- it's such a perfect combination of both his heritage and what he wants to do with the album and where he wants to like move musically. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it's just, it, he, he's very good at, at being able to interact between, between those two worlds. Um, this next track that we're going to play is, is another example of that. It's a track called bad life. Once again with Kelly Uchis. Um, so it wasn't just a one-time thing where he was just riding off of the, the tables. Of of now Kelly's coming to him. Now Kelly wants to, ride to be on of- his album. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> His success. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is an amazing song. Once again, showcasing that 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 real vulnerability. And this is bad life.
Mad Life featuring Caliuchis, Omar yeah. Apollo uh, yeah. from the album Ivory. And that brings us to the end of the episode, uh, which I'm upset about. But what, man, what a journey, what a discography up until this point. I'm, I absolutely adore this album. I hope we've been able to share some insight into the world of Omar Apollo. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to finish up on, on this last track. This is a personal favorite of mine from the album. I absolutely adore it. Thank you so much for listening in. My name is James Collins. My name is Jordan Dean. And uh, this is Evergreen from the album Ivory by Omar Apollo.